Episode 134 of Australia's number one marketing show. It's time for AG and I to talk about some very funny business. Plus, I share some marketing insights from my recent trip to Vietnam. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the Small Business Big Marketing Show, where successful small business owners share their secrets to take your marketing to the next level. Now, here's your host, Tim Reid. G'day, everyone, and welcome back to episode 134 of Australia's favourite marketing podcast. I am your host, Timbo Reid. Much more importantly, you are a motivated small business owner ready to crank out some great marketing. And we are brought to you by the very good folk at Net Registry who help get your online marketing sorted. And you do. You need to get it sorted because you are who Google says you are. So if you are struggling with domain name, registration, website hosting, website design development, search engine optimization, Facebook marketing, pay-per-click advertising, you name it, the guys at Net Registry will sort you out. Hey, and if you want an introduction directly to one of their online gurus, and I don't use that word lightly, uh, I can introduce you to Sam. You can send me an email through the website, through smallbusinessbigmarketing.com, and uh, you can have a chat to Sam, obligation-free, just to see where you're at with your online marketing marketing. Otherwise, go to netregistry.com.au and they will get you sorted. Alrighty, guys, I am back from Vietnam. Oh, and by the way, welcome to everyone at the Flying Solo community. I am back from Saigon. Got back last night. A little bit weary, a little bit weary, but also very excited. I went over there. If you didn't uh, catch up with last week's episode before I left, went over there to give a talk for one of the Australian um, one of the Australian financial institutions. Spoke to a whole lot of their um, small business owner, cust- small business owners, customers, financial advisors. In actual fact, um, and it went really well. Gave a ninety minute talk on the brave new world of marketing. Um, in fact, it was titled "How to Punch." way above your marketing weight, which is pretty much, you know, what my passion is, showing small business owners how to do that. Went really well, uh, 90 minutes, fully recorded, uh, which I will be sharing with my Deep Dive Mastermind members exclusively for the next couple of weeks, and then it will be, then it will find its way into the Small Business Big Marketing Forum. So if you want to see, or want to at least hear me, it wasn't videoed, it was the audio recording will be available in the Small Business Big Marketing Forum, which is the best 49 bucks a month you are ever going to spend on your business. I go in there every day, answer marketing questions, um, and have discussion with you, the listeners, to help grow your marketing. So watch out for that. Suggest you join the forum. Um, now, I want to share some lessons, some marketing lessons from my time in Saigon. Uh, there were many. There were many. I intend to do a bit of a blog post about this at some point in time once I um, recover from what is a full-on week. Gee, it's a different city. It is just everything, you know, like I live in Melbourne, Australia. Everything Melbourne isn't, Saigon is. Uh, And I don't say that in a bad way. It's just like it's amazing when you go to a culture that's completely different to your own. Um, Let me share some some lessons from, from being over there. Number one, one percenters, the one percenter rule. The Vietnamese people were so good at delivering one percenters. Those little things that make such a big difference in your business offering. I'll give you some examples. 
They served this beautifully presented lemon tea wherever you went with any order. You order a coffee, you get a lovely chill glass of lemon tea. You order lunch, you get a lovely chill glass of lemon tea. You know, sometimes in Australian cafes, you're lucky to get a glass of water. And when you do ask for one, they say, yeah, the jug's over there. Amazing, you know, like, so just that, going that little bit extra. Another one, um, I had to go, I had to get a SIM card for my phone, which uh, on the first day, which was subsequently snatched from my hands on the fifth day. Not happy, Jan, about that. But yeah, I had my phone snatched from my hands. That's another story. Um, marketing lesson or life lesson, don't stand on the street corner looking down at your phone uh, because someone will drive past on a bike and snatch it. But I did have to get a SIM card on the first day while I was over there. Went and asked the person, one of the concierge at the hotel, who just went out and said, look, I thought I'm going to have to get out, go and buy it, activate it, do all that type of stuff. They said, just, we will go and buy it for you. We will activate it for you. Now, you could say, well, you're staying at a fancy hotel and so they should. But the fact is, the Vietnamese people were very, very helpful, no matter what you wanted to do. And then you could say, oh, well, there's lots of them and they're, they, you know, they, they need the work. Well, it's not the case. They just were happy to go that extra 1%. And boy, does it make a difference to the offering. So 1% is, what are the 1%ers that you can be offering in your business? Marketing lesson number two from Saigon, <laughs> reduce the amount of products and services you offer. Um, you know, when I go overseas, I love to come back with presents for the family, you know, just a nice thing to do. But every time I went out, the offers, the offerings were just so insurmountable. You go to any shop and there were 50,000 t-shirts or another shop and there were 60,000 of this. And it's like, oh my God, how do I choose? It is too hard to choose. And I, it just reminds me that, I think what we need to do is become really, really mm, accurate almost in the products and the services that we offer. Because as human beings, I'm not sure we like choice as much as we think we do. I think we like it when someone says, this is the one that you need. Yeah. So to that point, marketing lesson number three is do one thing exceptionally well. One thing exceptionally well. I went each night and had a drink uh, with my newfound Vietnamese friends at a place I couldn't even tell. I can't even pronounce the name of the street or the place. So sorry if you're kind of wanting to know where this place is. But more more to the point, the lesson was that there was this little place in this really cool street in Saigon that what they did really well was serve beer. Right? It wasn't just it wasn't a madhouse. It was just like what this lady did was she put the a row of chairs out along the footpath and onto the road. Yeah, onto the road. It was quite dangerous at times sitting there. Um, about three rows deep, about twenty row twenty seats along each row, and she just gave you a wonderful opportunity to sit and watch the world go by and buy beer at a really good price. And that's what she did. Didn't do anything more. Didn't offer food. I think you could buy a mixed drink. Yeah, but it was just like she did one thing really, really well. And I just think there's power in that. There was no kind of decisions to be made. The only decision you had to make was where am I going to sit and which of the five beers that they sold am I going to buy? And uh, again, so that plays into the fact that get your product offering really, really honed down. And decide, you know, because like 
go back to these shops that were selling, you know, not 50,000 T-shirts. That's a minor exaggeration, but they were selling hundreds of different T-shirts. And it's like, you know what? There's probably three or four T-shirts that sell. they sell a lot of. So it's that old 80-20 principle that applies. So there's some marketing lessons from my time in Saigon. There's lots more. And, you know, I was keeping a bit of a, a few notes in my iPhone uh, as I went along. I had the old marketing radar on. But of course, having had it stolen, I've lost all that and hadn't had it, didn't have it backed up. Fortunately, I had all my photos backed up straight up to the iCloud, so I didn't lose them. Lost the videos. The videos didn't upload to iCloud, which is a bit disappointing. But um, And I did say in last week's episode that I was going to use Vine, that new social media channel that I've come across. <laughs> Saigon is way too crazy to be focusing on Vine. I think I probably would have had my phone stolen a lot sooner uh, if I had have been doing Vine because it would have been holding it out in front of me, videoing all these things. So sorry, guys. Didn't get around to putting up any Vine videos. Way too crazy. But did update Facebook uh, as I went along, and I know people were enjoying that that seeing my Vietnam experience through the eyes of my Facebook. All right. That is enough of that. Uh, my next overseas speaking experience is in Dubai uh, in a couple of months' time. Really looking forward to that. Speaking in Sydney next week um, at a conference at the Sydney Convention Centre. Um, so lots of stuff going on there. We'll share uh, my journeys and the marketing lessons from them as we go. Okay, guys, another episode of Funny Business is upon us. Andrew Griffiths and I. Andrew is the uh, most uh, most celebrated, most prolific small business author in the country. Him and I get together every few weeks and rattle off some funny business ideas and thoughts that are on our collective minds. Today, I share a, scoop, a coupon, a scoupon experience that I had recently. We talk about embarrassing typos when spelling check, when spell check goes wrong. Oh, warning signs there. The best client is an existing client, or is it? And why the comfort zone is a dangerous place for small business owners to be operating in. And we talk about a 70-20-10 principle that may help you uh, get out of that comfort zone and get out and do some stuff that maybe you hadn't thought of previously. So... Without further ado, I would like to introduce you to another episode of Funny Business. <laughs> Welcome back, listeners, to I think this is episode six of Funny Business. And I am one of the, I was going to say funny guys, but I'm one of the hosts, Timbo Reed, and right <laughs> there is Griffo. G'day, Griffo. G'day, mate. Yes, you're definitely funny. funny. It, all, it all depends on your definition of funny, really, Correct. doesn't it? <laughs> Correct. That is absolutely great. To be back. Now, have you got your collar on? We just spoke about uh, putting a 35-minute kind of timing on this, and I thought, you know, I'll give you one of those collars. You know when dogs bark and they get an electric shock? <laughs> but I, I, it takes you and I 35 minutes. That's just hello. Correct. You know, so so this whole episode is just really going to be hello between yeah, you and I, yeah, isn't it? No, yeah, okay. we, uh, We're no, firing. Yeah, go, go, go. Correct. Now, mate, um, Plenty to talk about today. Um, I've had just had a funny experience with one of those daily deal sites, which I'll share with you. Um, I want to talk about embarrassing text typos. You know when spell check just lets you down. Um, I think that uh, that can uh, be often end in surprising ways. Um, you've got some stuff about. Um, the best clients, an existing client, um, the comfort zone, investing in ourselves, mate. We could, we have a lot to cover. So, uh, uh, no, let's no. get stuck into it. Suffice to say, 
what have you been up to? Because I noticed you've been giving away um, one of my favourite books of yours, The Me Myth, mm. recently on Amazon. Mate, I, I decided that uh, is a, a great opportunity to do a free giveaway, and uh, and I've seen people do this kind of stuff, and and I, you know, I'm a big fan of of sharing your information, sharing your knowledge, doing that kind of stuff, and it's amazing what comes back your way. So uh, I did a, a five day giveaway on Amazon Kindle, and uh, I think it was in day three or four, and we're up to two thousand. People have downloaded it already, which is, I think, quite astronomical, really. But it's it's interesting how it works, the feedback you get, but also what you generate out of it. I I, I didn't necessarily do it to generate business. I did it. It's good branding. Gets my message out mm-hmm. there. Gets 2,000, 3,000 more people reading my book and sharing my messages. But it's amazing. I've had keynote inquiries. I've had interview inquiries from all around the world uh, around really? this. I've had coach. Oh, absolutely. The people have downloaded it and read it straight away in one city. Wonderful feedback from all different areas, and it you know, just reinforces to me that whole concept of you know, you've got to give to get sometimes, or you you know that's that's my kind of take on it. It's been a very interesting exercise for me. Interesting, because I know there's a lot of whenever I talk about this stuff when I'm giving a marketing presentation, um, people oh hey can you give away too much? And we've covered this mm, in previous episodes of Fun Business, but I'm really I'm I'm chuffed to hear that as a result of you being so generous that um, it's coming back in spades in terms of inquiry, uh, and so it should. So well, so well, how, nice. how did you um, how do you go about promoting that? Because I think I came across it. You might have sent it out to your list, and I might have seen it on Facebook. How did you get the word out? I well, interestingly enough, if you do a free offer on Kindle of your book, there's about a thousand sites yeah, right. that will Picks promote it, it as well. Oh, of course, wow. you know, so which is it really interesting from that perspective? A lot of them are, are crappy, and a lot of them are just kind of strange people that yeah. have got way too much time on their hands. But but a lot of them are actually also very good too. So you can promote your book and say, "Hey, I'm giving my book away. It's going to be free. It's on Kindle, and they'll evaluate it and decide if they'll promote it to their list, which is big. I did it through my database, as you suggested there, which is about five thousand. People, I did it on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on all the so. I really drove wow. it with social media. Facebook was what drove it, and uh, and the result has been quite extraordinary. I mean, I don't know how many I expected to to for people to to download or how many people would, but to be in the thousands is quite phenomenal, really. When there's yeah. so many free books available, and it's been in the top five mm-hmm. of free books on Kindle um, for the last three or four days, so it's interesting to see how that really does evolve. First time I've done it, and it's certainly something. I'm going to do with all of my books on a regular basis. Good on you, mate. Well, uh, mm, it, it's, a, it's cool. a ripper book. Um, by the time this episode goes to air, that freebie will have finished. But um, head over to what's the website where people could sign up if they wanted to just kind of stay on top of what it is you've got to give, Griffo? Just uh, just go to my Andrew Griffiths website, andrewgriffiths.com.au, right. and they sign up to my business bulletin, and I always update everyone about what's happening in there, Tim. Yeah, love it, mate. One of the things um, for me of late is that I am thoroughly enjoying interacting with um, with my listeners. You know, I put together mm-hmm. this show okay. – um, Put together this show three and a half years ago, and it's taken. It took a while, but now I've got a couple of things in place. As listeners know, I've got my small business big marketing forum and my deep dive mastermind. And the forum in particular, mate, gee, it's interesting. Um, what I'm seeing is just I'm just reminded that all of us, all of us small business owners, are struggling with the same issues, particularly around marketing, because that's mm-hmm. what the forum's about and and that's what the show's about. But um. 
lack of time, money, and knowledge, Griffo. And what I'm seeing and what I love about the forum and what I love about the mastermind is people are interacting and sharing and supporting and encouraging um, everyone along. And I think we need a, we need a lot of that. Mm. Uh, what kind of questions are you getting asked? You know, I mean, yep. you've been marketing for a long time, long time. And, and the questions, uh, me too, the, the questions I was asked 10 years ago are, are completely different to the questions mm. I was asked five years ago and they're completely different to the questions I'm asked today. Look, uh, the questions, it's, it's interesting, the questions that I'm getting asked and the questions that are not being asked that should be asked. And mm-hmm. um, first of all, what I am seeing is that finally the social media discussion is quietening down and mm-hmm. it's not it's not going away. It's just being replaced by the content marketing discussion. Um, mm-hmm. And so people are realizing that wow, I can I can do audio, I can do video, I can do blogging, I can use images of my products in ways like all over the place. And, and, and so there's a whole discussion around how people mm-hmm. want to know how they can do all that. So we cover a lot of that. I'm also um, the question, the big question that's not being asked that should be asked is still around message. It's still too many people are saying, how do I get my website optimized? How do I create an ad mm. in the local paper that's going to rock it? How do I um, optimize my networking abilities? How do I public speak? You know, well, how is get your message right first? And mm-hmm. so, so I'm finding spending a lot of time talking about that type of stuff. Um, but... Mm. You know, I guess I'm, I'm just I'm glad the social media. Maybe I'm maybe it's just me, but the social media discussion was around for way too long. And you know, got to be on Twitter, got to be on Facebook, got to be on this, mm-hmm. got to be on that. It's like, guys, get over it. You know, there's um, mm. worry about what it is you've got to say. But um, it's no, all about the message, isn't it? You know, and I see. Ironically, though, Tim, I I don't think that that's changed in in thousands of years. <laughs> you know, if you're the guy selling the dates at the oasis in the Arabian desert, what? and there's twenty other people selling dates in the Arabian desert, you, your message is got to be why your date's better you know why should i I'm buy your even, dates not even going there the, that is know, the most but, bizarre analogy i've ever heard well it's just you know just trying to illustrate the point of going back you know you're heading to dubai in a few months you know <laughs> yeah. i'm just trying to set the scene for you timbo in the desert selling dates but but you, you know you love it, a good date don't you i love a good date mate you know you never have too many dates <laughs> But, but I do... Do you like I, a sticky date, Griffo? I had homemade sticky date pudding yeah. with my auntie in Perth recently. Yeah. If she's listening, thanks, Auntie Sue. It was fabulous. She's very good at that. And But, but it is, again, it, that to me is the whole point is, you're right, everyone's so obsessed with... With, with all the mechanics of what they're trying to do to market and promote and social media and websites, blah, 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 but they spend no time getting the message right. Now, I think no. that uh, it, we start to look a bit homogenistic. Everything starts to look the same. No one's figuring out how to, how to make themselves look different. If we can't look different, Correct. it's a waste of time. Hey, now, Griffo, I'm going to um, segue in. Now, tell me whether you reckon this bloke has got his message right. I, I could okay. be wrong here, but going to Sydney next week uh, on a family holiday, going to do all the tourist things, blah, 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 and the tight-ass Timbo in me has got <laughs> onto some of these, you know, those group buying sites like Groupon and Deal of the Day and Scoopon, yeah? Yeah, and perfect. Having a sniff around, I've got three kids, you know, want to make sure that I uh, optimise <laughs> my spend. And- so you'll be doing the Sydney tour in the back of the 1973 <laughs> Kingswood Ute. Nothing wrong with the Kingswood Ute, Griffo. They are a lovely, <laughs> lovely vehicle. Now, so anyway, I found one today, which I thought, gee, that's a really good one. Really nice restaurant. Oh, no, I can't. I've got to be careful here. I can't say who it is. Really nice restaurant. Offering um, spend a dollar, we'll give you two, right? So it's a two for one right. voucher. Love it. 
but it's only for four people. So if you if you buy a fifty dollars scoop on voucher, they give you a hundred. You can go and spend a hundred at the restaurant, right? Okay, yeah, good deal. But it's only for four people, and I've got five. Well, one of them's got to sit outside. Which well, of your kids don't you like very much? Correct. You know? I mean, Maybe. It's, it's Darwinian. Well, certainly what uh, certainly what the uh, company director of this uh, business. So I've emailed the guy from Scoopon. Uh, the 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 restaurant owner's email address is on the Scoopon ad, right? And I said, "G'day, mate." Uh, yeah, I used his name. I'd like to purchase one of your Scoopon vouchers. However, I have a family of five. And I notice the voucher only covers four. Can anything be done about this? Cheers, Timbo, and my phone number, right? And I'm thinking, you know, I, I presumed he's just going to come back and go, Timbo, that's fine, mate. No yeah, worries. Yeah, right. that, that, would that be fair? Well, I would have assumed yeah, the same yeah, thing. I, okay. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, so he comes back to me, and timely too, within two hours, which I thought was kind of nice. Hello, didn't use my name. Sorry, as stated under fine print, bookings are to a maximum of four and no more. Kind regards, company director. <laughs> Was that Mr. or Mrs. Company director? <laughs> and, and he should really have a word to his parents about naming him company. You know, yeah, like right. grandma director and yeah. grandpa director have got a lot to answer for. Correct. Isn't that terrible? Isn't that... Is, is it? You know, I, good, good, because I, I needed to check this. I haven't spoken to anyone since receiving that. And um, what is going on there? Now, look, I can go, okay, okay. So it's for four people, and I don't want to rock your boat. But he might have. There was an opportunity there, wasn't there, to kind of uh -huh. say, "Look, come and try our delicious something," or you know, "Come along anyway and use my name, and we'll give you ten percent for the fifth. I don't know. I was expecting just, something. Uh, well, just use your name at least in the email. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> just that's right. even do something like that. But isn't that amazing? How like that's to me is just such a golden opportunity mm. that's just turned into a disaster. <laughs> like you look at it and go, really? It, it and what would it have cost him, honestly, to, for the effort of him saying, look, just one extra person, who cares? Does it really matter? Policy Nazis, mm. that's our policy. Mm. We don't do anything else because that's our policy. That means we don't have to think anymore because we've got a policy yeah. that we can hide behind and then we can use it to just piss people off. I went to a restaurant in the Blue Mountains, uh, which again, I won't name a while back, and I just as I walked into this place, the double doors, it was a Chinese restaurant, and it was page after page of policies about all the things that you couldn't do on these doors <laughs> as you walked in. Like It was really like setting the scene. You'll come in, you'll sit down, you'll eat, you'll shut up, you'll pay, and yeah. then you'll leave. Well, you split they, this and you can't order that. You can't change this. You can't do this. And it's like, well, it's going to be a blast. <laughs> I, I do think I, I, restaurants are an interesting case study from a marketing perspective. I I don't know. This don't split the bill, this 10% surcharge. There, I went to one the other day on a public holiday. It was a 25% surcharge because of the um, pay rates going up. Well, I don't know. Look, I kind of get it, and I guess Jeez, if I was yeah. the restaurant owner, I'd be going, "Geez, you know." And, and the guy said, "You know, like, mate, I'm paying the guy behind the bar forty three dollars an hour today." And I go, oh, th "That wow. does hurt." Okay. But I wonder whether they should kind of um, stretch that across the year so that you know um, it doesn't kind of impact such in such a big way on one day. But um, yeah, I don't mm. know, mate. Maybe as business owners, we do sometimes miss golden opportunities to engage, to wow. You know, like mm. I, I posted a photo on the Small Business Big Marketing Facebook the other day. A mate of mine stayed at the Langham Hotel. He had his mm -hmm. car valet parked. He 
they bring it up the next morning, and there in the um, in his little drink holder is a lovely bottle of water, which had a nice little collar, a branded collar on it, saying uh, "One for the Road." Mm-hmm. You know, and I put it on Facebook. It got uh, it got something like eighty likes, like some extraordinary amount of shares, um, which just said to me, "People like that stuff. It's the one percenters." <laughs> It's the little things. I think we mentioned on the show. There's a there's a motel in Rockhampton that uh, what you yeah. do, you pull into this Rockhampton, they clean your windscreen Love overnight. It. Love it. Get up in the morning and you go. Yeah. You see, every business to me, the 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 essence of every single person listening to the show is you got to come up with that. Yeah. You got to come up with your windscreen cleaning thing, your bottle of water, your your whatever it is, and it's got to be really really smart. It's got to be clever. It's got to be generous. It's got to be all those things, and you'll get people raving about it all. All over the flaming planet. Yeah. The problem is that the people have this belief that what it's costing me. Well, you can't give away a bottle of water. It's costing a dollar. Mm. Uh, and you go, well, but what's it making you? What? What? Where's your emphasis? If it's all about cost, uh, uh, those kind of businesses, uh, I think, rarely make it because that is what they're all about is is expense, yeah. not about you know generating revenue, generating goodwill, generating people raving about you. I hate mean businesses, uh, and that's a tough thing to say, but that is my pet hate in in the world of the mis- business that's too mean. Like you ask for a sugar, and they'll say to you how many grains would you like <laughs> if because we're that, hoarding it if it comes yeah, to that can we just make sure you record it and we can put it on the show <laughs> hey now i'm going to move on because uh sure you know 35 like, minutes we're going to stick to deadline we are going to stick to deadline so that means we don't cover most of the topics but hopefully there's been very hey griff I, I got given uh over over christmas time uh a, a wonderful book called just my typo um okay by client right and what were they trying to say? Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Um, and it's one of those books that it celebrates. How how could I describe it? You know, like you know when you're texting. You know when spell check lets you down, mm-hmm. and you just go, oh geez, you know, I just sent that, and look what I did. I should have checked it, and it's just got example after example after example. Now I, I want to share a couple of things. One is I sent a text to the client thanking them for the book. All right. Mm. And the text. Oh, I can see where this is going. Mm. And I purposely did a typo on it. And the text read, I want to wank you so much for the book. Oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, mm. The client never responded. <laughs> I know. Is now, this an R-rated show? Yeah. Are we allowed to say things like that? Podcast, it's just podcast. We live in happy land. And no. and everything is everything's open land by the stand of things. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, we'll just uh, we'll rewind that, Griffo, if I've upset you in any way. <laughs> but but look, I thought I was being pretty funny. I want to wank you very much, and I obviously meant thank you very much. Um, I should never have to explain my jokes, but you know, for you, I will. <laughs> but I never heard back from them, and I just wonder whether they <laughs> they forgot what they gave me. Or I've completely um, – I have spoken to that client um, subsequently. <laughs> Was there any discussion about the book at all? Uh no, there wasn't. No, there wasn't. But it was kind of like, yeah, it was just kind of there wasn't the the time or the opportunity to do that. Let me give you a couple of other examples in this book because it's pretty funny. Uh, it is actually really funny. A bit funny. of awkward silence from my end of the line here, which says it all really, yeah, Timber. Yeah, correct. Um, here's some funny ones. Um, this is a text, um, <laughs> and I guess they're all real. I mean, I don't know how they capture these, but this is a, this is a series of texts. On my way, leaving the hairdressers now. Okay, how'd, how'd it go? Great. I got a blowjob at the last minute. 
out, <laughs> a blowout, not the, not the other thing. I didn't know they offered that service. And um, here's another one. I can't, <laughs> I can't find the Jews. Do I? <laughs> oh, I love getting the giggles. Haven't got the giggles for a while. I can't find the Jews to open the supply cabinet. Do you know where they are? I don't know about the Jews, but the keys are on my desk. <laughs> oh, silly. And there's just lots of that. There's some very rude ones. But have you ever been um, – I'm putting you on the spot here. Don't expect you to remember any situations. But have you ever been let down by spell check? Um, I've uh, probably, I'm a t- atrocious speller. Everyone thinks because I write books that yeah, I'm, right. you know, really good at writing and really good at spelling and really good at grammar. And it's, I'm just so not, but no, but what I, I don't, I'm sure I have been let down. I can't remember, uh, being let down, but what I have been let down by mm-hmm. with a, a phone malfunction is sending the wrong message to the wrong person. <laughs> and I yeah. sent to my biggest client. A uh, my partner at the time, I'd, I'd we'd had a lovely night, and uh, and I sent a very a very loving SMS to her, and a little bit descriptive about the night before, and <laughs> I sent it to the CEO <laughs> of my biggest company, my biggest client that I work for, oh, and uh, no. and he very kindly sent an SMS back saying, Andrew, I love you lots. And uh, I wish I was there last <laughs> night. And uh, and I thought, thank good. I had no idea when I got an email, this text back from him going, what's he talking about? And oh. I've just gone, oh, no. Oh, don't tell me I did that. Don't tell me and, I did and, that. And the business lesson there is develop <laughs> wonderful relationships with your clients that go uh, beyond business so that you can have fun conversations and make mistakes at some point in time. <laughs> and we still laugh about it to this day. And every once in a while, he'll send me a nice little text saying, Andrew, do you still love me? And oh, uh, and we, we have that little joke, which now is just starting to get a little bit weird. And, uh, you know, things could have turned a little bit strange, but uh, we'll oh, move on. No. Yeah, I like that a lot. Okay. Now, listen, um, I am going to call time, not just yet. I'm going to give you the – because pretty much we've covered everyone. Every one of the topics we've covered has been mine. So I'd love you to just kind of um, round this show out with some uh, final funny business. What do you got, mate? Well, I want to kind of raise the level a bit too. Obviously, this has been a bit of a gutterish kind of funny business. We've been in the gutter a bit. We've been a bit, buddy. It's been a bit R-rated. We haven't done an R-rated funny business before. So I'll give you you R-rated. Don't worry about that. I'm getting used to it. Um, I want to talk a bit about the comfort zone. And this this is something that I encounter in businesses. And they come along... And in certain industries, I see it a lot. Mm-hmm. In financial planning, I'm going to put it out there and say financial planners a lot mm-hmm. of the time, been successful, it's been a, a big business. All of a sudden, they're forced to change, but, oh, you know, I don't really want to change. Or people have been in business maybe for five or ten years. Uh. Business is good. Comfort zone. And, and, and it's a difficult thing. I mean, you encounter businesses that are like this, and particularly at the moment with the world is changing and all the things that we talk about. Mm-hmm. My, my, my point here is, is it's a dangerous place to be, but, I mean, how do you get people out of the comfort zone? How do, do you – Yeah, yeah. You know, that's, that's really the moral to the story that yep. I'm trying to ask here is, like, if you see a business that needs some help, but the problem is they know they need to change, but they're kind of too comfortable – what do you do to kind of rattle the cage enough to get them to change? Yeah, yeah, good point. And listeners, if you're sitting there going, it would be, mm, would you have the courage to admit that you're too comfortable when things are going so well? Because um, why, why rock the boat? Well, yeah, an interesting thing, we start to tell things to ourselves. We start to tell ourselves stories, I believe. Where I'm coming from here is I was doing some work, ironically, with a restaurant. And this restaurant is <laughs> not, the, over a lot not of this money. bloke from Scoop on, is it? 
No, I don't think so. It could be. But but the problem is that they're, they're not making any profit. So they're turning over about a million and a half dollars a year, which is a lot of money, but they're not making any real money. It's just, you know, they're turning over a lot, but they should be making quite a lot of profit out of that, but they're not really. But they're comfortable where they're at. They're making enough and all the rest of it. And what I see is they're growing frustration that they're not making enough, but they're not prepared to do what it's going to what they need to do to change it so that their business is more profitable what i mean by this is they have way too many staff yeah. but their staff they say well we can't get rid of them because we need all of those people and i go well do you really or are you comfortable having all those people there because if you don't have them well you'll need to work um harder and th- they work three days a week in the restaurant the husband and wife well if you really want to make more money you probably have to work five days a week in the restaurant mm-hmm. you know but oh well but we're used to three days a week so okay so so what it is, you want to make a pile more money, but you really aren't prepared to do what is needed to actually d- to make that extra dough. Mm-hmm. So your choice that you're left with is either accept it and just deal with it or say to yourself, okay, I've got to make some hard decisions, whatever that might be. Yep. Well, I'll, I'll give you a strategy. I'll, I'll, a strategy that I like uh, that I've used previously with myself and with clients is where it's the 70-20-10 rule, right? 70-20-10. And, and I'll use this in regards to marketing. We get into the comfort zone of marketing where we just do the same old stuff time and time again, you know, yep. got the website, got the brochure, got the letterbox drop, go to the networking functions, happy days. That's comfort zone stuff and you, you kind Absolute. of you don't push yourself. But, but it's also what I'd call bread and butter stuff. So that lives in the 70% basket. Keep doing it, mm. tweak it by all means, challenge it, up, up the ante, make it work better, but keep doing it. Then you've got the 20% basket, which is that stuff that's been tested. Um, you've tried, you've tested it. It seems to work, but you haven't quite moved it into the 20, into the 70% bread and butter basket. And then you've got the 10% basket, which is the risky testing ground stuff. And you mm-hmm. should always have the 10%. You should always have something in the 10% basket where you go, you know what? This seems like a really silly idea, but gee, downside's low. Upside, gee, if it worked, it'd be a whole new arm to my marketing. Um, I'm going to give it a go. And when you do that, it, A, it's fun. B, it keeps you honest. C, you know, you actually might hit on a winner. Um, mm-hmm. So 70-20-10, mate, that's how you can mm, break out great. of the comfort zone. Well, it's a, it's a good point. I, I think I think it's also things like we we've got to challenge ourselves or we've got to push ourselves. Sometimes it's some it can be something as simple as as moving an office around. Just just going through the process of moving things around in an office is interesting. How even that can cause a little bit of an un, uh, removing a bit of a blockage. It's um doing a uh, doing a training program. It's it's about sitting down and having a hard conversation with someone to say, well, I, I need to change things. I mean, mm-hmm. I I don't know. I, I just just, um, I think it's complacency in business is a really dangerous thing when we live in a world which is so full of change. Adopting the things like social media, for example, and I know that we're all a bit tired about talking about it, mm. but I see so many businesses, particularly in regional Australia, that still just go, oh, well, let's just whack an ad in the newspaper. Let's yeah. whack an ad on the radio, whack an ad on TV. And I've got to be honest and say, I think those mediums are starting to fail and starting to struggle. The way that we advertise and promote on those is so different and needs to be so different now as to what it was a few years ago um and that, that well, again means we've got to get out of our comfort zone absolutely. in terms of what we're doing it. and can i tell you and i often i reckon small businesses are always at the leading edge but i can Me tell too. you um Co- coca-cola have actually are challenging their comfort zone right now they've just launched a video a two-part t- a video it goes for 20 minutes 
And I don't know why they did it because they're basically revealing their entire marketing strategy. But um, they're saying they're not saying that the 30 second commercial is entirely dead. But what they are saying is they're moving from a content create uh, a creative creation strategy to a content creation strategy. Coca-Cola are going to start mm, creating content and they're going to start relying more on user-generated content. And, you know, that's an example of, you know, one of the biggest companies in the world getting out of their comfort zone. So um, mm-hmm. that's exciting days. Griffo, that, that, is, a, that is a very good uh, topic. You, you kind of raised the bar probably a little bit too high. Um <laughs> Do you think that's my job here? Yeah, well, it is. Someone's got to. Do you reckon the blokes, the blokes selling dates in the Sahara, they're, they're in their comfort zone, aren't they? Because that, that's just you, you said there were twenty of them. Well, that's that's on a bad day. Some days there could be fifty mm. of them in mm. a little market store. But again, though, they, they get too comfortable. You start taking your customers for granted. You know, you gotta you gotta have a competitive date advantage uh, if you're in that marketplace. But isn't that the truth though? Yeah. What I see with businesses in the comfort zone, something that they do is that they all of a sudden they stop communicating with their clients, their customers, because yeah. they're in the comfort zone. They don't want to hear anything that's gonna rock the comfort yeah. zone. Tell uh, it to the hand. Tell it to the hand. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, if I actually go out and start asking my customers what they think, they might actually say that they're not real happy, and mm. then I'm going to have to do something. So yeah. that's another reason why this whole comfort zone thing, to me, it sets off all these kind of alarm bells. And I just, I said, when near enough becomes good enough, when yeah. when, you, when you're looking around and going, okay, this business has a problem. I've got a lot of fire. I'll put a cracker under someone's butt. If they, uh, otherwise, it's a spiral and. The next zone after the comfort zone is normally the broke zone. That's uh, uh, where that. I see the downward slide where you go from comfort, you're not prepared to change. If you're not prepared to change and adapt and learn new skills and try new things, the uh, the a zero bank account is the next uh, mm. thing in line. Now, that's my experience. I don't know. Everyone else has had their own different views. It's The comfort zone is a nice place to be in, but it's a dangerous place to be in. So, yeah. Griffo, we entered the comfort zone just then, the 40-minute mark or thereabouts. Um the collar really? that I sent you clearly isn't the, the electric shock isn't strong enough. Uh, I've only got just, twenty-seven minutes thirty-one seconds. I've oh, thought have I was you? good. Yeah, oh, maybe I hit. Oh, you know what I'm looking at? Quite funny. I'm looking at the Skype timing uh, as opposed to the recording timing. Yeah, we, we had a chat for ten minutes. We, we had, had another oh, ten mate, minutes. Oh, we've got bounds of time. No, let's keep it short. Griffo, you're an attractive <laughs> man. I've thoroughly, thoroughly I, enjoyed yeah. this conversation uh, of funny business with you. It was X-rated funny business, so we need to put a warning on the site in Mate, case. I reckon you're a bit of a you're a, a bit, bit of a prude. A bit of a prude oh, is a the word I'm looking for. <laughs> You've got to, uh, you know, if you want to, we can do an X-rated. Although, unfortunately, with iTunes, what you used to be able to do with iTunes was you could tick a box that said this particular episode is explicit. Now you have to tick a box that says the entire show is explicit, which it isn't because a lot of small business marketing is just good, clean marketing fun. Absolutely. And we don't use words like wank. Which, you know, I'd you know, if I could beep it out I would, but that would be far too technical. (laughs) But uh, sorry to tarnish your reputation. Uh, I know. I, I you do realise though, because I am sitting here naked uh, <laughs> to record it. So you know, so everything is normal, really. It's naked, just in line with the show. Naked with a tie on. <laughs> oh, I love it. Great you... chatting, mate, and and nice to hear. Hope all of our listeners out there got something of some sense out of our uh, out of our funny business. I've certainly had lots of fun. Oh. That's all that matters, right? That's exactly right. Show for you. 
Thank you, Griffo. Another episode of Funny Business comes to an end, listeners. Um, you want to find out more, well, go to um, – what was that, that website of yours again? AndrewGriffiths.com.au. Oh, that's it. And mine's TimReid.com.au. And this has been another episode of the Small Business Marketing Show, which I hope and I know many of you love. I love it too. Until next time, see ya. Yeah, I love it too. See you, mate. Be good. See you, folks. <laughs> Righto, team. I hope you enjoyed that episode, which I think is episode number six of Funny Business. AG will be back in the Small Business Big Marketing Studio in about four or five weeks' time to continue the banter. If there's anything you'd like us to discuss, just hit me up at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. Send me a voicemail or a message, and we will be happy to factor that in. Um, Some great discussion going on in the Small Business Big Marketing forums in the last couple of weeks. Just to name a few topics, um, we're talking about products or services services that offer extreme value. We're talking about uh, the most effective social media channels for your business. People are asking for reviews of their website, which I've been giving them. Um, People are sharing their brand strategies based on a branding process that I share within the forum. There's lots of great training in there, guys. All the training that I create, yes, you can buy it individually or you can access it all in the Small Business Big Marketing Forum and uh, lots more discussion, a behind-the-scenes look at a presentation I gave recently, etc., 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 all in the spirit of getting your marketing turbocharged so that you pull in more inquiry, more customers. Great interviews coming up over the coming weeks, of course. And again, if there is someone that you would love me to interview, feel free to contact me through the smallbusinessbigmarketing.com website because I'm always looking for interesting small business owners to interview who are cranking out some really interesting marketing that I can interrogate them on around the fireside. All right, enough of that. That is episode 134 of Australia's number one marketing show. Thanks so much for being a part of it. May your marketing be great marketing. Thanks to the guys at Net Registry. Don't forget to call them if you want to up the ante on your online marketing. Until next time, I'm Timbo Reed. You are not, but you are a motivated business owner. See you next time. You've been listening to the Small Business Big Marketing Show with Tim Reed. Want more marketing goodness? Then visit smallbusinessbigmarketing.com.